The Arizona Cardinals face off against the Washington Commanders in week one. And here on Ref the District, we have the Believe in Cardinals team for a game preview. Let's go. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to a collaboration with the Believe Sports Network. We're Ref the District here. I'm Nathan Perry Stoner, Ref the District. We got Javon Adams and Ed Smith from the Believe in Cardinals uh, podcast. Make sure you check them out here, especially if you're one of our common Washington fans that uh, want to see some uh, some things that are happening outside of our neck of the woods. Gentlemen, we appreciate you jumping on here with us today. Yes, sir. Thanks for having us. So the first thing I want to ask you to is, is Washington seems to be pretty exciting right now. New owner, you've got Eric Bieniemy, new, you know, young QB. So we seem to be on the rise. Arizona nationally though looks like they're trying to tank. Can you guys maybe convince us that that's not the case? Like they're not trying to, you know, put this one in the tank for Caleb Williams. No, I can't, and I guess that's it for us. Uh, so we'll see y'all later because that's they, they. We have no confidence that they are not trying to tank. They, mm. we, it's it's definitely going to be a long season out here. We've actually tried to not use the T word as we call it, mm. um, and you know it's it's so obvious the the way they've kind of not re like retooled this team. They've totally demolished it, and the start was in the off season. Actually, they when we started not re-signing any of our free agents and then we got to the point where we were signing no names on one and two year contracts. And then we, you know, we did our thing in the draft, tried to fill a couple holes and then we got to training camp and it was a total dump. I mean, they have literally just broken this thing down with Javon and I have talked. It's one of those instances where they're not trying to remodel the kitchen or bathroom. They have blown the entire house up starting. We're starting from scratch out here. No ifs, ands, or buts. But, uh, you know, we'll try to stay away from that T word all year, even as we ship anybody who's any any quarterback experience out here. We're going to go ahead and go with those two dudes who have literally one, no, two games between the, them as starting quarterbacks. But we're, but we're not tanking out here. Oh, you did use the word. I'm sorry. Oh, he just Uh-oh. used it. Got him. Dollar, in the, dollar in the jar. Dollar if in I, the jar for that. If I can jump in just for a second. Yeah, Ed and I, we don't do it on purpose, but we typically agree on a lot of things. But here's the thing that I I think it's something to be to take note of. When you're an owner of a team, such as Bidwill is, he is he has to pay – Cliff Kingsbury, who is not here, that he has to pay 20, 20 plus million dollars to. He has to whatever they worked out for the settlement for uh, for for Kime, and then you think of the coaching staff and whatever whatever agreed whatever contracts that they had to pay out there. I'm thinking that he was probably thinking, man, I'm looking at how much I got to pay out. I know that there's no salary cap on what I pay coaches, but if we got to pay a coach a lot of money coming in and we got to still pay these other guys, let's, let's, whatever, let's tear this thing down. I want to pay as little as possible for as long as we can be able to, until it really, really hurts. And mm-hmm. then let's try to build this thing up. And that's why you, I, I think, cause I don't, I don't, I wouldn't believe that a GM coming into a new, a new opportunity such as awesome Fort is would, would want to tear everything down in this way to build mm-hmm. it up like this, that, because that's you, he'll probably be able to see it. Ed and I agree on this. He'll probably be able to see the next good Cardinals team, but I doubt that Gannon will just because you know, 
get you get that hand around the shoulder and say, man, we thank you for getting us through the tough times. You you and weren't whelmed by the uh, by that uh, speech he had. Did, did you not take the bus <laughs> there, Javon? I mean, what's going on with the Gannon in that? Kind He's of not speech? on the bus. The videographers did a poor job of trying to put together that that soundbite because the they show itself was better than that. But that was that was terrible. That talk yeah. about a bad first impression. Yeah, that was yeah, bad. and that's the impression we get being on the outside. We don't see yes. all that stuff going on the inside. All we do is see the viral clip that go, you know, that goes viral, and we all just laugh at how uh, how this organization is being portrayed, yeah. which is different for us because we used to be the one that was laughed at, and hopefully not anymore. Right. But I kind of wonder what you guys think. You you cover the team, so you kind of can't help but be a fan of the team. How do you feel as fans that you're watching this team, knowing you got no shot, knowing? You're you're in the uh, the T word for the rest of the year. Yeah, how, how do you feel, as fans, about it? You want that, Ed? Yeah, I don't even know. You know, we cover them, and obviously, we we root for good things out here because sure. you know we we've been through the bad times, even with our baseball team, with our basketball team, the struggles. We know what it's like when you have a good team to root for. This team gives us no optimism at all, and as far as you know like rooting for them, we can root for particular players. The big thing for us is we know they're going to be entertaining if nothing else because it is going to be a dumpster fire. We're never going to not have anything to talk about out here. But on the flip side, that's the bad part because we don't, you know, they'll try to spin it to the fans because as a former player, I can only imagine they're in the locker room trying to tell these guys or sell them that, yes, you know, every team starts out 0-0, and look what the Lions did last night. We can be that team. And I'm here to tell you, no, they cannot because <laughs> we'd have no talent. Mm-hmm. We got first-year – I mean, you talk about stacking the, the chips against us between, you know, our franchise quarterbacks down, rookie head coach. They stripped the roster. Just, mm-hmm. you know, it's just on and on and on. And it's just going to make it a frustrating year. But, you know, we'll always have something to talk about would believe in the Cardinals, even if we don't believe in what they're doing. <laughs> here's here's one. Here's an interesting thing here. And this is the, I guess this would be the best way to encapsulate this is that Cliff Kingsbury at one point in time, and you guys can Google it and, and find this is that he had one of the things that he was proud about was that he wanted to have, give the, give the players social media breaks. And it, I remember listening, I was listening just a couple of weeks ago on the, uh, on the national, I mean the, the local show here. And I thought, I forgot about that. He wanted to have social media breaks because, you know, they're older. I mean, because they're this new generation and therefore they need that that time to be able to to recalibrate and see what's going on in social media. And then you and so when you have Gannon coming in and, and finding folks for their for their uh, if their cell phones go off or being mm-hmm. late. And so when you're trying to change that culture and that's what is that's what is going to be is a lot of that. But here's the thing that that's that Ed brought when I mentioned this to Ed last week on, on our national show and he turned and he looked at me, he said, how are they going to set the culture when these are a lot of one and two year deals? When you got these guys that aren't going to be there, then you got to recalibrate all over again. So you're trying to, it's like, you're trying to rebuild on the fly. You're trying to do all these different things, get this culture in. And it's, as, as somebody who wants the Cardinals to do well, because it's greater when you, it's much more, it's it's a better experience when you have a winner in the Valley. It's, Mm -hmm. I don't know how they're how quickly they're going to get this thing turned around because there's a, the last thing that what Jerry Jones is famous for saying, I don't care if you hate the Cowboys or love the Cowboys. I just don't want you to feel indifferent about the Cowboys, mm-hmm. meaning I don't want apathy. And I think that they're going to get to that that apathy, that apathetic feeling 
if we have one or two seasons of of this and that's what i'm afraid of so it's interesting to hear that the social media thing is kind of where the culture war is with the cardinals for for the commanders it's whether or not there's a ping pong table in the uh in the training facility uh mm-hmm. famously ron rivera for the washington fans took it out to kind of set that tone for it so that's pretty interesting ed mentioned earlier the two QBs that are on the roster. You got the rookie by the name of Toon, but Josh Jobs with his two starts and two losses that he has under his belt is expected to start. What in the world is is Joshua Dobbs going to be able to do with just a couple of weeks on the roster in there for the Cardinals? Ed, we'll start with you, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll right. take that. I, 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 don't, I don't have a lot. I'm, I would like to be optimistic, but I can't. But because when you have as much as what is the the storyline with Joshua Dobbs, he he's really smart. He's almost he's like a rocket scientist. I, I understand that, but there's still so many moving parts where you're coming into an organization and trying to master all the little the 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 little things that can help you to be successful, even if you have a previously a previous relationship with the now offensive coordinator. I just think that that is that's another example of how this season is probably not going to go the way in which rabid fans hope because you have somebody who's coming in to just learn the system and you're saying you can start over even a rookie, you know, tune from coming from Houston is not, he, he got so many snaps in the off season. So if nothing else, I mean, in the, in the preseason, you would think that at least get him out there for a game or two as Joshua Dobbs becomes, becomes more uh, because becomes more familiar with what's going on here and the personnel and the, and the things with the offense. But I think that's just another example of how this season is not going to be one in which we'll have uh, what four or five wins, four plus wins in the, in this season. Hmm. And, and Ed, let me ask you as a, as a guy who you played in the league for many years, uh, as a tight end, so you're on the offensive side. If if I'm Eric Bieniemy and I'm um, devising a game plan for the offense, what do I have to worry about on the defensive side for the Cardinals? What am I game planning for? Anything? Probably your players getting too much work and having too much. I mean, obviously, it. it is the first game of the year. You know, they're probably not going to have the win for 70 plays, 80 plays, because they're probably going to be out there a long time running up and down the field. You <laughs> might want to get your back up some work, ready <laughs> ready for some work. We we don't have anything to fear here, hmm. Stoner, as far as, you know, our, our you know, and J- Javon will tell you this, I, I preach offensive, defensive fronts. That's where everything starts. Hmm. We don't have anything on either side of the ball, our defensive uh, you know, we we honestly, other than Zavin Camp Collins, we can't name another guy. If you put my foot to the fire and said, mm. name our starting, you know, I can't do it because they've, they've stripped it down so much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're not going to be able to stop the run, in my opinion, which leads to our secondary, which is second to everybody out there. We're going to get gas back there. I will say that Buda Baker in the, the safety in the, the safety spots, Buda Baker, and then Jalen Thompson, Jalen Thompson has acquitted himself quite well. He's a good player, but aside from that, Marco Wilson is still, is still a question mark as, as to how consistent he can be. What I always tell you though, Jay, if your safety, 
is the 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 lead guy. If he's making thirty tackles, that means there's a yeah. whole lot of stuff yeah. going on in your. Getting back, yeah. The, the yeah. offense is yeah. moving the ball. If that's the that's. I'm the, just trying yeah. to see it as half full, dog. I mean, why are you trying to get on my head, man? Why are you doing well, this? Well, Javon, me, let's keep let's keep that half full uh, going here. Is there? You guys mentioned a couple names. Buda Baker, I know, is very familiar across the league. Yeah. Is there anybody? else on the Arizona roster that Washington fans as they're watching the game might be surprised with. We have what's called like the district diamond, which is a guy who's like the fourth or fifth, you know, stringer that starts to show up in, in games. And you're just like, Hey, that, that guy has some uh, talent. Is there anybody like that on the Arizona roster that might catch Washington by surprise? Yeah. I think again, so strong safety, Jalen Thompson. I think when you have at the, uh, what the linebacker position, Dennis Gardeck, it's not that he, as if he's supremely talented, but <laughs> he's a guy with a really high motor. He mm-hmm. he 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 makes every play. He is he's really getting after it, and so he might get a sack or two. And he he really, you you can tell when he's on the field. But then aside from that, I mean, there's you know, Zayvon Collins. This is going to be a new uh, position that he's kind of playing uh, as he's really just trying to pin his ears back and get to the quarterback. But yeah, I would say Jalen Thompson. Fair enough. Now you both seem pretty confident in Arizona's ability to give this one away. Uh, how big of a score are you guys expecting here between Washington and Arizona? We'll start with you, Ed. We both uh, talked about it this morning on one of our podcasts. And I, you know, this looks like a 24 to nine game to me. And, you know, and I'm not talking a touchdown and a missed extra point. I'm talking three field goals is pretty much what I'm thinking will muster. So, you know, in, in NFL standards, that that is a a, a, a wash. When you're mm. when you're expected to lose by double digits plus, you know, that, you know, and I think the spread is 7. I'm yeah. surprised it was that. And the only thing that, that says the only thing that says to me is they're not really confident about what washing what you guys are prepared to do offensively, but I don't see us putting up that much fight now. I will say this, I to hope they pleasantly surprise us. I just don't see it coming. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. 24-10 is what I is what I said today. Um, yeah, there's there's the unknown. There's the unknown with the enemy, right? On your side, because we don't know how well he. It's funny we were talking about. I'm sure you guys talked about it as well. The the players that were complaining, he's practicing us too hard. We don't know. Yeah. We feel we feel he offended <laughs> us. But but there's the unknown that comes there. But then there's also on the Arizona side, there's the unknown from this coaching staff because every the special teams, uh, defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, they're new in these roles. So we don't know how they're going to how they're going to perform the decisions that they make when it's all real. And Ed had a just real quick, Ed had a a great comment uh, on our podcast earlier. He said, they Jonathan Gannon needs to be serious and locked in. Don't show, don't lose his cool. He might want to cry when he get in the car, that old Friday reference, but don't let nobody see no weakness. Don't let in indecisiveness because it Mm -hmm. all matters as you're trying to create this culture and try to move this thing Mm -hmm. in the right direction. Nathan, I came into this uh, before we started. I was pretty confident that Washington was going to win. I might go liquidate my 401k and put it on Washington now. Because this inside look that they're giving us is even is even worse for them or better for us than I thought. So I, I might change my prediction, which was 24-15. Okay. I might make it forty four fifteen. Yeah, <laughs> Stoner's emptied out his four hundred one k and uh, lost it a couple times last year, so that he might get a dollar off of uh, all of that uh, earnings there. I had twenty seven thirteen 
before this discussion, I'm going to stick with it, especially your, your yeah. two kind of right in that same ballpark. A lot yeah. of unknowns on on both sides. One of those being Eric Bieniemy. Washington, I mentioned, and the start of this is kind of ascending nationally where people are starting to recognize them now that the dark clouds away how is washington perceived there in arizona we'll start with you javon i think they there's an unknown but there's a positive unknown because you can you can look at it two ways there because of because of the new ownership group coming in so there's there's optimism right and i was talking to ed that just because magic johnson is in that ownership group doesn't mean that magic johnson is going to try to give you hugs he's he's a ruthless dude he's mm-hmm. smiling your face and he, he's a ruthless he ruthless mm-hmm. but uh but eric bien to me that there's great level of expectation there's high high expectation because you don't know if it was just being in kansas city that that made him that that helped to get that higher level of awareness for him but i think there's there's positive things but your quarterback there's still the unknown there that's one of the question marks but i think that there you have much more of the pieces in place and then we there than we do in arizona and i think that's the that's the common uh, perception Ed, how about you? What are you thinking about Washington? Same thing. You guys are a stock that's rising. And I was driving this morning, and, you know, we hear things out here. I didn't realize you guys had four first-rounders on your defensive front. And Absolutely. That's, I mean, that, that goes to show, one, that, you know, somebody's paying attention and doing some of the right things out there. I, you know, also with your quarterback, I've heard not bad things about him. And that's a good thing, if you ask me, mm-hmm. when you, you know, you're talking about these young quarterbacks – when you, you know, some of them have heard, well, he's he's not there yet. He's a little over his skis, you know. It mm. sounds like you guys have found a guy that you at least want to invest something in. And, you know, that, that could lead you in the right direction. And, and I said to Jay earlier today, you guys have the perfect first opponent to help mm-hmm. build your confidence. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that in a joking way either. No, you're not. This, yeah. this Cardinals team is going to struggle. And you know, we brought up the coaching staff. We brought, they're going to struggle in every facet. This might be an opportunity for, you know, especially with the enemy getting his feet wet, get out there. And you guys might look really good in this first game and half the battle is confidence. And that could lead you or get you in that right, stepping in that right direction. So the Cardinals, you guys drew the, the, the long stick in mm-hmm. terms of, positive who your first opponent is you are such and a hater man I'm just hater. Say, hey here's the thing and i will tell you, and i'll set up after this we after this week we are all meaning you nate you stoner we're all going to be able to stop guessing what we're looking at we're actually going to get a chance to see for hmm. real in the real regular season we'll be able to say you know what those cardinals actually came out and they showed me a little bit or yeah, it looks as bad as I thought it did. It Good old bad. overreaction Monday yeah. for certain. Washington, in that regard, is kind of in a no-win situation. It's what Stoner and I have been talking about all week. They're expected to beat Arizona, seven-point right. spread and everything. Mm-hmm. If they beat the bricks off of Arizona, everyone's just like, I was Arizona that was expected. If they struggle against Arizona and still win, no one's going <laughs> to give them credit for the rest of the year for anything. They're going to expect them to be pretty bad, and God yeah. forbid – they lose against the Arizona Cardinals. You might as well fire everybody. Don't let anybody back into the the practice facility after that. Expectations are everything, right? It's either it's 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 crazy how that works. And real along with you're saying, we were talking about how think about if the Cardinals go, let's say they go start zero and five, then it switches. So your team playing the Cardinals, the 
the you don't want to lose to that team. Mm-hmm. Don't be the team that loses to that team. And then the Cardinals are the ones saying, God, look, and then the, the confidence starts to decrease with every passing play, every passing week. So yeah. it's it kind of goes both ways. It's it's weird how that works. My last question for you guys, and I'll start with you, Ed, is uh, what happens if you do have the year that you're expected and you win two games, let's just say, one of them will not be against Washington. And uh, and you have the first-round pick. you still got Kyler Murray, of course. Do you still go ahead and draft Caleb, and, assuming Caleb has the type of year we expect him? Do you still go ahead and draft him and then figure out what to do with Kyle, Kyler Murray after? I think that's their thought process, and I think we'll be able to come around – week eight or nine when we start getting reports that because at some point they're going to have to say Kyler is either getting close. He's ready to go, or it doesn't look good is either his confidence isn't there. He's just not quite ready. The team is one and nine, two and whatever. We're just not going to put him out there because we don't want to risk it. That for me will be the sign of either the red or white flag going up that he's not in their plans for next year. Or if they put it, if he's finally ready and they put him out there, that will be a sign to me that, hey, we want to at least see what he can do because he still might be our franchise quarterback. So yeah. if he never makes an appearance this year, I think they're leaning toward a, a new direction. If they get him ready, whether it's game 13 through 17, whatever it is, that shows me that he might be in their plans. But they're not going to put him out there if they don't want that fear of him getting hurt again. I think when you look at the – the Cardinals have done it before when they when they had uh, Rosen and then they decided to go ahead and draft draft Kyler Murray. Sure. And even with that, I, last year around this time, I would have said, no, nah, we can't do that. But my partner, Ed, and I gave him all the credit in the world, he said to me, especially once, uh, what, Tennessee, when they let go of their their general manager because they said, this is not good enough, right? And, and so Ed turned to me one day and he said, yes, they can make this change at coach. Yes, they can make the change at GM. And they did. And so for that reason, I said, yeah, they, they can go ahead and draft that man, Caleb Williams. They, they'll it's it's conceivable that they could control the draft upcoming because of the Texans pick and because of if they if they do perform as poorly as we think that maybe the number one and two maybe number one and three or whatever the top five picks maybe they'll have and they'll control the draft in a lot of ways so yeah why not because if we tear it down that way and then you can really build it up because you have a rookie quarterback under contract and then that gives you a little more uh, of breathing room a long way for that to come, but yeah. this week it is the Arizona Cardinals headed to D.C. to take on the Washington Commanders here on Sunday. We'll be streaming live with the play-by-play and commentary. We appreciate Javon Adams and Ed Smith here from the Believe in Cardinals joining us here on Ref the District. Nice little Believe collaboration. Of course, you should check them out, Believe in Cardinals. We all have a Burgundy and Gold W for this weekend, so looking forward to that. We'll see you on Sunday, but until next time. I say it's 56-14. Be a fan. <laughs>